0: You are listening to the Daily Escape Podcast with Sadie K. Frazier. This episode has been brought to you by Traveling Realms Media. again and welcome back. I hope you guys are having a great week full of light, love and living your wildest dreams out loud. And if you're not, well then you've come to the right place for sure. We're all a mess here and you're all welcome. No matter what you're going through, no matter what walk of life you're from, you're all welcome here. Also, if you're new here, I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Escape Podcast. My name is Sadie K. Frazier, and I have created this podcast because, honestly, I felt led to do so. I felt a responsibility to share with you my life lessons, my past, my future, and all the in-betweens that make me who I am today. Not because I'm perfect and have all the answers, but because I do not. So here's my motto and the core message behind this new creative journey. I believe in my soul that every great story deserves to be told. The hard truths, the weakest moments, the brokenness manifested into healing. Every single word is worth speaking into existence. You never know who might need those words to survive their own tragic nightmare and slay the demons that they face. So we can be the light, be the truth, be the voice that saves them from themselves. So if you'll allow me to each week, I'd like to be that voice for you. That light. That truth. It's worth working your way through the pain. I promise. And I'll be beside you every step of the way. So, I'm going to share a little story with you. Um, when I first started writing this week's podcast, I had planned on talking about ways to declutter your mind, body, home and soul to allow your spirit to be free. So that's what this week's is going to be about. We're going to discuss several ways to bring about those types of change. But I sat down in the middle of the week to write out a blog post and suddenly it became so much more than that. I listened to uh, a podcast by a woman that I mentioned last week her name is Gabby Bernstein. And her podcast name is Dear Gabby. So as I listened to her, I realized that there is such an underlying need for people to hear those types of messages. So I hope that you'll allow me to dig a little bit deeper as I talk to you this week. Um, I'm not trying to preach at you. I hope that you will discover that the more you get to know me while I speak to you through this podcast. I don't have all the answers either. I don't have it figured out. I'm far from perfect. You can ask anybody who knows me. I'm sure they'd be willing to tell you that as well. But I am me. I am genuinely me. And I am seeking to find myself just as much as you you all are. I want to know if I lay aside all my past, all of the whatever you call my past. Um, they're not all bad. They're not all good. We all have experiences that we wish we had never experienced. However, each of those experiences have made us who we are. So, you say you want a transformation, a change. So do I. So do I. I can feel it coming. <laughs> I've been feeling this way for quite a while now. I don't know about you, but there are some times that the universe screams so loudly in your ear that you basically have no choice but just to, to take note and listen finally so what thoughts have been speaking to you lately what changes would you like to see in your own life there's a lot of things that I can think of right off the top of my head that I'd like to change but when I sit down and I look at that whole package and what that looks like I'm just a little bit maybe overwhelmed I am I'm feeling like you probably are where the hell do we start? When you look at that overall picture, the messy, disconnected, chaotic future before you, does it feel like too much? Because sometimes it does to me too. But I do know from somewhere deep down in my soul that we need to start somewhere. So I recently saw a mantra that I've kind of adopted as my own. In fact, I'll talk a little bit more about my vision board when I um, get a little bit more into this podcast, but In the middle of that vision board, in the very center, it has this mantra. It says, one day or day one. It's your choice. So I guess I would ask you, is this your day one? Is this the place that you start making those changes to move forward? Or are you going to wait for one day? Are you going to wait for everything to line up perfectly, for your life to be less chaotic, for the noise to disappear? Because I'm telling you right now, it's never going to happen. And by the time you get to that point in your life where maybe you retire, your kids are grown, your kids are out of the house, um, you just have a little bit more time on your own to spend on yourself, it's going to be too late. There's going to be certain changes that you're going to wish that you would have made sooner. I already feel that way at my age, and I'm 52 years old. I already feel like there's a few things that are too late, but I know that that is not the case. I know that I can start right now at my day one and make those changes. So I'm going to ask you to do a little bit of homework this week. If you don't already have one, um, you can pretty much make it out of anything. It doesn't have to be fancy, but it is very therapeutic to write it down. So I'm going to ask you to create a vision board. And then when you're done... I want you to take each aspect of that and read it aloud to yourself. So on my own vision board, I have different categories. One of them is called travel. One is called author. Another is finances. Another is physical health. Another is emotional health. Another is home. And then two of my favorite ones are my best life goals And I have one called Dream Big that's in capital letters and with an exclamation point behind it. So yours is going to look different. Just pick some categories that you think mean the most to you. And then I want want you to write out what your dreams are. And I don't want you to keep them small. That's your biggest part of your homework is to dream big. Stop listening to other people that tell you that those dreams are unattainable, unachievable, whatever the excuses are. Even if you don't believe right this very moment that you can accomplish any of those things. Maybe you have kids at home that are taking up your attention. Maybe you have a job that you're working that you're pouring way too much time and energy into that is not filling your soul with happiness. And you're a disgruntled employee who's just barely hanging on, ready to just walk out. Whatever your excuse may be, because that's all they are really is excuses. There are always things we can change. So whatever those excuses are, lay them down. And I want you just to write out the things that mean the most to you. So for instance, under, I'm just going to pick one here, under my authorship, my first one on there is find my writing groove and my inspiration again. Well, little did I know in the middle of trying to find that writing groove and inspiration, I would start listening to some podcasts like Gabby Bernstein and Dear Gabby, along with some other things, um, I also kind of found my center with music again. And in the middle of all that, suddenly this inspiration hit me from out of the blue and (laughs) enter the Daily Escape podcast. Like I said on the last podcast, I would have had no idea a year ago, a month ago, a week ago, that this was going to be what was going to set my spirit free and my soul on fire again. So, now that you've created your dream, your vision board of what you think you want your future to look like, I want you to, like I said, read it aloud and let that stuff soak in. If you need to make changes along the way, you can use a dry erase board like we did. Um, I did that first so I could make some changes, kind of be led to where I wanted to write some things down, and then I, I committed it to writing it down on pieces of paper with actual um, Sharpies. So, even though we have this goal now, we have this vision of what we want our future to look like, does it still seem overwhelming when you don't know where to start? I read a quote the other day that says, when we throw out the physical clutter, we clear our minds. When we throw out the mental clutter, we clear our souls. And that was by, um, it's on a Facebook page called It's My Favorite Day, if you haven't checked it out yet. And the woman that wrote that is Gail Blank. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what decluttering is. And I want to start small. So decluttering is about minimizing the chaos that fills our beings. We need to work on replacing that extra noise, chaos, and negative garbage with peace, serenity, but most especially with joy. In my last episode, From the Ground Up, I talked about our recent vacation to the East Coast and how my husband and I kind of came home with a renewed sense of purpose and inspiration. So stop for a minute and think about the last vacation you took. Think about the hotel you stayed in, the way the sheets felt against your skin, the crisp white sheets, just everything is different somehow on vacation. Even if you were in a campground and you pitched a tent, the way that the campfire smells, the way that the food tastes so much better. Look around you when you picture that space that you were in. There is no clutter there, is there? When we're on vacation, we leave behind the clutter and the disorganization and chaos that keeps us tied to our everyday lives. The busyness, the stress, the noise, it all quiets when we step away and we're free from those everyday objects of distraction. So in this first section, let's discuss how to declutter our minds. I think that's probably one of the best places to start. We can work on other aspects of our life, but if we don't start with what's inside of our minds, we're going to stay stuck in this negative thought pattern. So I want you to do, I know I already gave you homework. I'm going to give you a little bit more. You're going to have lots of homework here, so just get used to it. So I want you to work on letting go of one negative thought pattern this week that no longer serves you. Let go of the root cause of your unhappiness, your stress, and your negative thinking. I'm not saying go out and quit your job. I'm not saying divorce your spouse, anything like that. I want you to think about what it is that's the underlying issue that's not making you live your best life. So maybe you're unsure of what your root cause is. If so, then you need to let that be your number one goal this week. Discovering what that root cause is. So just let it settle in your soul. But I want you to dig deep and do the work that it's going to take. Think, ponder, feel. Let it fester and come to the surface. And then feel the crap out of it. You have to feel that anger, the resentment, the questions, the fears, the doubts. Look those ugly truths behind that root cause straight in the eye, no matter how much it hurts. Give it a name if you have to. Give it a purpose for being there. But then, no matter how hard that is, no matter how scared you are to release it, thank it for serving you this far, but let it know, I no longer need you. I will no longer allow you to take up space in my mind, my heart, or my spirit. I release you to be a part of my past now, And I move forward knowing that this door is closed and I will not reopen it again. Don't try to remember it all. Just write it down. If you have to, some people write things down to process. Get a journal. It's just as simple as that. You can go to Walmart, anywhere, pick up a cheap journal, and just write those thoughts down. If you have to, turn on your phone and talk as if you are in the room with your best friend or perhaps a a grandparent or a loved one that you've trusted with you know throughout your life that is no longer with you turn on your recording on your phone and just talk to them talk about the things that are bothering you until you unearth that root cause of your unhappiness all right so let's practice a little exercise we did this last week too on my first podcast and mentioned to me that it was beneficial to them so I thought that we would continue this so this is not a meditation that I created Um, I read this or heard this on another program and I just found it to be an invaluable tool for uh, a powerful clearing statement and affirmation so let's just start first by sitting back in your chair wherever you're at close your eyes And I want you to just picture yourself in your favorite location, whether it be the beach, whether it be the mountains, somewhere, your very favorite place on earth, away from the stress, the chaos, the noise. Just set all of of that aside for just a few minutes. I want you to take a deep breath. Just let it all go. Just release all of the negative things that you have bottled up inside of you right now holding you back. Now, as we work our way through this, you need to understand that emotions are gonna surface and they need to be released. So stay present in the moment with what you're feeling. It needs to move through you and out of your body so that you can free yourself to be clear. It needs to calm your entire inner energy space. Even though I've been resistant to cleaning up this clutter, I am willing to honor where I am right now. I am willing to love and accept myself anyway. Though I have this belief that creative chaos helps me to be brilliant, I am willing to see myself as brilliantly organized so I have more time to create. Even though I feel unable to get and stay clear, calm and organized and clean, I am willing to see myself differently now. This fear of neatness, this overwhelm at this mess, I hate to look at it, I hate to feel it, so I'll just ignore it. That disappointment. How did my life get this disorganized? I'm so disappointed in myself. If it's not perfect, I shouldn't even bother to try. I just can't measure up. Maybe you're comparing yourself to others. Other people have such nice houses, such nice things, all so neat and organized. I wish I could have that. My space always looks like a disaster. All this panic that it has to be perfect, but I don't have time to keep it perfect. I don't want to keep it perfect. It doesn't matter that much to me anymore. So I'm not going to do anything. I see it now how much this frustration is holding me back. I internalized this pain for far too long, and now I realize it's holding me back from living my best life. My creations never get finished, my brilliance never reaches the world because it gets lost in the chaos. I have had enough of this. This is the part I really want you to listen to and I want you to say it out loud right now. I've had enough of this. It's time to let this go. Letting go of all the resistance, I have no use for it now. I welcome the neatness, the organization. It barely takes any time at all, as I effortlessly clean up after myself a little every day. I forgive myself for all the times I feel like I have failed. I did the best I could at the time, but I'm ready to free myself to move forward. It's safe to move forward now. I release the panic and the anxiety. I have no use for comparison or perfectionism in my life. I am whole and complete, perfect and brilliant. I am willing to see my brilliance now and I honor all of my creations. It's safe to shine in my brilliance now. It's a joy and an honor and I bless my sleeping space by making my bed. I'm setting the energy of peace and alignment, nurturing and care for my nighttime healing chamber. I love to make my space safe. It is exciting to clear my desk of papers and to neatly organize my digital files. I love being able to find everything quickly and easily so I can get more done. I wake up every morning in a clear space, happy and refreshed, ready to use my foundation of organization to build a steady platform of support for my beloved business. My prosperity increases as I clear, organize, and care for my money and financial systems. I can see more clearly how to profit the most from my time, my efforts, as I spend time caring for my money. I am able to show up for my friends, my family, in more meaningful ways as I clear my inboxes, my chats, my phone messages, and all other communication methods that have been distracting me. As I organize and centralize my communications, my prosperity and networking increases exponentially. I show love for my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul, when I clean and care for my home, my sleeping space, the clothes I wear. As I love myself, I have more love to share with others. I release my fears of the future and welcome these changes for my highest good. I am assured of a clean, organized, and happy future because divine love is guiding me. I allow spirit to align and organize all the details of me physically and energetically for my happiest and most prosperous life. I am safe and secure and it is safe to showcase my brilliance with a lovely organized and sacred space. I want you to take one more deep breath in and I want you to repeat after me one last time. I am willing to work on changing my life because I am worth it. I am worth it. I'd love to hear from you afterwards how that works for you. By repeating those mantras and reading those to yourself, did it work for you? Did you feel any sense of completion when you knock things off your checklist for the first time? Just small steps at a time is all I'm asking for. Now, there's a part of that that I'm kind of getting sidetracked here because I want to go on with the other steps, but I kind of feel the need to um, talk about a couple things that came to me this week when I was thinking about prosperity and all the things that I want for showing love for my body, my mind, my spirit, things like that, and that I deserve that. So I was taught to be humble, meek, and quiet. Is it really who I am? I thought that it was, or I thought that it should be. I was once, or let's be honest, maybe 10 to 20 times throughout my life as a child, (laughs) um, bribed to sit quietly at a dinner table for $5. Nope, I could not do it. I guess I had things I wanted to share or exciting thoughts I wanted to express. I don't know. But I was also taught that if you put on makeup or dressed a certain way, That you were being vain. I grew up with the misconception that you were perceived as thinking very highly of yourself if you called any type of attention to yourself whatsoever. So I realized after reading that mantra and all of those things I was repeating that I've tried to get several different business ventures off the ground. Writing has become probably top of that list for a while. Uh, I want to eventually become a best selling author. I'm reaching out through this lifeline called podcasting and I would like to reach the hurting and the hopeless, the masses, any creative endeavors I set my sights on. It all feels like I'm somehow calling attention to myself when I promote those projects. And I've struggled with this for the last couple of years. And it was not until I was reading those words and getting ready to do this podcast that I realized that that still small voice that I've heard for the last 52 years it still continues to make me feel less than I really am. It still continues to feed me those same lies. But you know what? I'm getting to the point now where I'm done with all of that BS. I want to use my superpowers to help others, damn it. And if that makes me superwoman, then so be it. I'm not vain. I'm not haughty. I'm not boastful. I'm not proud because I choose to set this invalid, completely limiting mindset behind and wish to manifest my very biggest dreams beyond even what my wildest imagination can fathom. It goes back to um, my Twitter description that I had, and I just realized that as I'm looking at these words right now. I am a creative thinker, a powerful feeler, and a passionate creator. There are no limits to what I can and will achieve. But I will not feel bad or apologize any longer for accomplishing every freaking goal I put my mind to. I'm tired of being held back by these words that some of them I don't even know where they came from. You're not even sure who said them to you. You just know that they're there. You just know that at some point you started believing this crap and you're like, where did this come from? Why am I not giving myself what I would give someone else? And I'll talk about that a little bit later, um, as far as the things that we deserve that we do give to other people, but not ourselves. So let me back up a little bit here too. Um, how can we declutter when everything going on around us is crumbling? Right now, if you listen to the news, there's people who say it's false news, there's people who say, who swear by it, that it is reality. Whatever the case may be, it really feels as if the walls are closing in on us all, doesn't it? Like the world is going to break with the next news story we hear. And it's all just a little too much right now. We're all just kind of hanging on by a thread at times. So... How do you begin to process all of the horrific events that we're hearing about? The hatred, the violence, the debilitating illness and viruses, the death, the millions of families and businesses and caregivers in distress right now that are just crying out for someone to listen to them. Then there's the earth-shattering shit show of the current state of events that surround our entire world. How do you keep your head above water when we're being sucked into this black hole of never-ending trauma, sadness, devastation, and hopelessness? My thought is that we have to sit back and take control of the things we can control. So, you take a deep breath, and you learn to declutter. You learn to sort out all the chaos, all the negativity, all this... All this stuff that we're allowing our minds to be filled with. It's no wonder we can't save our relationships with our husbands, with our kids. It's not worth the damage that it's causing you not to be able to change. So we need to learn to declutter this and keep only what's necessary to serve you in this moment. Pick one thing that resonates with you and let that one simple, tangible thing become your lifeline. And when things happen where we get to the point where we just can't handle it anymore, we can't exactly schedule a time to break down. There are times that, yeah, you might be at home, you've had a crappy day, you let it all go and you just explode on your spouse. Take it out on your kids, whatever the case may be. There's other times that you start to crumble and you can't just stop in the middle of your day to be able to break down and process all of that. Sometimes those thoughts and feelings of overwhelm just come out of nowhere. And it feels like at the time they destroy all the progress we've made. Sometimes we feel like, what's the point anymore? all that's left after this destructive and super not helpful derailment of progress is to either pick up the pieces and start again or for some it's easier just to throw up our hands and say well that didn't work. I knew it wouldn't. I give up. I'm here to tell you from my own experience that it's never worth giving up on no matter what it is. Do you know how many times I've had to wipe the slate clean and start over? whether it be in relationships with your spouse, your kids, at work, even in working on yourself, it's always okay to admit when something is not working, it's never too late to start over, as long as you're trying. And it's okay to remind yourself that just because it didn't work today, that doesn't mean it's not going to work tomorrow. Maybe that's all it is. It was a bad day. Maybe that's all it is, is when you wake up tomorrow, you can start again with a new perspective and get it done. Sometimes, however, it's more. It could be that you're sabotaging yourself before you ev- even begin because of those tiny little whisperings I talked about earlier from your past They keep you stuck in the muck and mire of lies that tell you you can't change, that you can't ever be more than you are right now for whatever reason. Whether it be from abuse, deep-seated trauma from your past, or simply just a belief system that's broken, one that you've been chained to your whole life perhaps that single chain binds you to generation after generation of family-rooted indoctrination that does not allow you to move forward it's time to break those chains and let that past go and i'm the first to admit that i don't know where to begin with all of that either in my own head that is where the, my biggest source of fear of doubt of overwhelm sets in and keeps me grounded in the past But don't we deserve more than this? Like I talked about earlier, why don't we deserve more than that? If this was your best friend or child or love of your life you were talking to, wouldn't you want to help them to let go and be free? Would you not do everything it takes to help them move forward? So why are we not worthy of letting go and moving forward? It's because we've been made to feel that way or believe that way from who knows what age. And I'm not here to blame parents. I'm not here to blame other family members. Sometimes it's not even anything that they did or said. It's something that our own mind has created. And we make, as they say, mountains out of molehills. And before we know it, we have convinced ourselves that it's just not worth it, that we're not worth it. It's time to stop that way of thinking. So when I'm talking about decluttering your mind, these are the types of things I'm talking about. This toxic behavior, this toxic malarkey, (laughs) for the better lack of a word that I need to say online here. It's just time to stop. It's time for us to grow up, take control of our lives, and decide what we want. Not what anybody else wants. I love my husband more than life itself, and that man has saved me from myself more times than I could tell you, but he has, I can't even describe to you the amount of time and attention and love that he has given to me to allow me to be myself. And it's the greatest gift that he's ever given me. He loves me unconditionally, sometimes to a fault. I don't deserve... (laughs) That was an oxymoron on what I just told you. I do deserve the love he gives me. I should rephrase that because I know deep down in my heart I do deserve his love. But it's taken me a long time to believe those words myself we've been married for 22 years and he basically has taught me through everyday living with him how to be a better person and eventually how to love myself even when I didn't feel like I deserved it so my hubby is pretty much Superman as far as I'm concerned And I have him to thank for even beginning this podcast because he started his own podcast years ago and I kind of just hem hot around and I was like, you know, I don't have time for it. I made all the excuses in the world not to do it with him, which I do regret not giving him the time and attention he needed to meet his goals in that area too. But when I decided to do this podcast, I almost felt guilty telling him, This was something I wanted to do because I had felt like I failed him by not, like I said, not helping him um, enforce his dreams. I did support him, but I was not a part of making time to make sure that that happened. So he did not even think twice when I told him I wanted to do this. He was my number one fan, like he always has been, my number one supporter, and said I believe in you. I believe that you have a message to share with the world and I believe that it's worth your time and investment and I will support you 100% find yourself someone like that whether it be a co-worker whether it be a child a lover a best friend a partner in life whoever that might be you find that one person that believes in you and will stand beside you and help you declutter your life so that you can move forward and dream the hell out of your dreams. And if you don't have that one person, I hope that you will join me week after week after week on this podcast as we do the work, as we put in this grueling work. Because I promise you, I will be that voice for you. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that everything's okay if it's not. I will tell you the hard truth. And at times you may not like that. But I promise that those hard truths are what's going to enact change. I have to interject a little humor here too. I saw this and I cracked up when I read it the other day. It said personal growth is misleading because it sounds like it's going to be fun. But if we called it deliberately making yourself so uncomfortable it'll feel like you're dying, nobody would do it and we'd be totally screwed. That's by uh, Emily McDowell, by the way, her her uh, Twitter tag is at Emily on life, and I really could relate to that because this is work. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care how you spin it. I could say all kinds of nice words and try to convince you that it's not, but it's gonna be hard work. So, what we need to do is find that strength that purpose from somewhere within us, just even the tiniest shred of hope to hold on to. We have to be committed to this work. And I made a um, a little faux pas on telling you that I was going to give you homework earlier. What I really meant by that is that I'm going to give you that soul work to do. We're going to call it soul work from here on out. We have to be committed to doing that soul work. The dirty, traumatic gut-wrenching soul work in order to heal and to one day be free of the pain that you're carrying inside with you right now. How can we declutter our minds unless we untether ourselves from the past and the lies that are holding us back from healing? And healing really does have so many layers to it. We first have to, like I said earlier, we have to uncover the root of that pain first and then we have to work through each layer. So... I think what I'm going to do, <laughs> as usual, when the universe kind of takes control and you let them lead the way, I had all these things planned out to talk about in this podcast. I, Like I said, I want to talk about decluttering your mind, your body, your home, your spirit, your soul. Obviously, this podcast started with your mind. And I've thrown a whole lot of other things in there with it. All the negative garbage that messes with our peace, our serenity. But I want to open myself to feel those feelings of, hey, wait a minute, something doesn't feel right. How can I stop where I am in this very moment and work on this soul work that that I've given you? I promise you, no matter how hard it looks right now, how how much work you feel like you really need to put into this, it is so worth it when you start seeing progress. And like I said before, you're going to take one step forward and 10 steps back. That's how it works with life. But you can't give up on those dreams just because it's hard. So I think in closing, I want to read what I put on there at the ending last week, because I think you need this reminder. So, what I want you to do, is I want you to come back here with me and put in this work. I wanna provide you with hope, things that uplift you, that make you laugh, that make you cry, things that make you wanna scream out loud, I can do this, yes, I can. So chin up, again, you've taken the first step by coming back and it's all uphill from here so straighten your crown take a deep breath in and let it all go because i believe in you you've got what it takes and so do i i want you to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself whether you believe it or not right now i have what it takes i believe in myself i am worthy of this change so together we will make it through day by day piece by piece, until we're restored, healed, and find joy in the journey once again. I hope you all have a good week, and I hope you'll join me here next week. Hang in there. Know that you are loved from here to the universe and back. Until next time, I'm unconditionally yours. All my love, Sadie. to the Daily Escape podcast with your host, Sadie K. Frazier.